Welcome to Pull Up the Tape Podcast, the podcast that keeps you connected by providing all the hottest and most current takes in the world of sports. This podcast is a full version of today's episode. Lastly, share this podcast with anyone you know that loves basketball, boxing, football, MMA, and soccer. It's greatly appreciated. Happy listening and enjoy the episode. All right, so my name is Michael Delu, and today is Monday, January 16th, 2023, and this is episode 114. Throw your foes up, 114 to pull up the tape. My name is Michael Delu. I'm going to politic about Super Wildcard Sunday, weekend, Sunday, weekend, and I'm out, and man, I'm really, really excited because, you know, as I said last week, playoff football's fucking here. Let's go! So that that's really exciting to me, and I fucking love that shit. And I, I also love that my Duval, Duval Jaguars got a win on on Saturday, and Trevor Lawrence, as of right now, is still undefeated on Saturday. Um, with that being said, I'm gonna get I'm gonna just get into chronological chronological order. The um, all the games that took place yesterday on Sunday, which was the main course of Walk Super Walkar Weekend. Obviously, tonight we have the Monday night matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and then on Saturday we had the San Francisco 49ers stomp on the fucking Seahawks. And my Duval Jaguars take care of business. All right. So with that being said, I gotta I gotta I gotta start off in Orchard Park. And the Buffalo Bills beat the Miami Dolphins, 34 to 31. And let me, I, I always like to put things into context. I always, I always have to put it in because I feel like nowadays, especially with, like, especially in the playoffs, context is more important than, context is more important than, you know, the scores, the stats, and different things like that because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, oh, it just looks like a, a tightly contested game that in, in the divisional round that, you know, the Bills just happened to win. But nah. Um, the Bills were favored significantly to smash the Dolphins and literally almost lost this game. Like literally almost lost this game. I mean, this isn't this isn't like I I'm 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 not about giving the hottest takes or whatever the case may be. I'm just about telling the truth, okay? I tell the truth. All right. I tell the truth. I emphasize, I tell the truth. If the Buffalo Bills play the same way they played today. Or the same way they played on Sunday next week against the against the uh, Bengals, they're gonna lose. If the Buffalo Bills played the same way they played yesterday, if Tua was playing, they would have lost. If Teddy Bridgewater was playing, they would have lost. So the Bills on offense, and, and and I can't even say offense. It literally falls on Josh Allen. We're just sloppy as fuck. Just so sloppy, so 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 sloppy. On they gave up seven sacks. Josh Allen turned the ball over three times. He had two picks and a fumble, and the fumble was returned for a touchdown. And they were just and I and I and I can't continue. I, I had to continue to emphasize they were lucky to win this game. The Bills were lucky to win this game. At one point, they were up seventeen to zero. At one point, the Bills were up seventeen to zero. Seventeen to zero. 
17 to 0. Like, you shouldn't be blowing. I, I don't care who you are or what, what's on the other team. You sh- it, when you, I, me personally, I feel like when you have a two-touchdown lead, you shouldn't be. And, and uh, no, let me not say that. Because depending on, depending on the time of the game, whatever the case may be, things might, whatever. But I don't know. Up 17 with Josh Allen and the defense that you have. But then again, obviously, Josh Allen turned the ball over. And, that, and Josh Allen literally, oh, we're up 17-0? Let me make this game close. Let me make it competitive. Let me give the Dolphins away into this game. Let me start throwing this bitch. Like, let me just start being reckless and careless with the football. I love Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a nigga. But he can't. He can't. And this is, this is a trend. This is a trend. Josh Allen's been probably one of the most turnover-prone quarterbacks in the second half of the season. And majority of the games, they have been able to overcome that. But that's not going to work in the playoffs. They're playing against better teams. They have better quarterbacks. They have better offenses. They have better defenses. Like the, the 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 margin of error is so slim in the playoffs. And the Bills themselves, the Bills know for a fact how slim the margin of error is in the playoffs. The Bills know. Ask them about what happened last year. And the it it just seems like okay the 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 best games, the best games that the Bills play. I personally feel like is when they're balanced, you know, they're, effect, they're, they're they're balanced. They're not relying too much on Josh Allen because since I've been doing this podcast, which is March of 2020, right? So I've been doing this podcast for almost three years now. One of the main things I've always been harping on is the fact that I feel like but the, the, the bills are just too reliant on Josh Allen. If it's not his arm, it's his legs. And it's like, well, why do you have running backs? Why do you have running backs that they're not going to be able to impact the game in, in that manner? And, like, Josh Allen shouldn't, shouldn't always be the leading rusher. Like, it it shouldn't it, – it, it, I don't – I, I still really just, like, wonder, why is Josh Allen – all right, let me pull up the box score real quick. And I, I just really wonder, like, when is the – when are the Buffalo Bills going to actually have, like, bro, okay, Devin, Sing, Devin Singletary is their leading rusher, right? Devin Singletary had 10 carries for 48 yards. There's running backs that get 48 yards in, in one in one in one half in one in one quarter. I I I don't understand. Like it, it's like, bro, the, the the Bills need to grind and use James Cook and Devin Singletary way more, way more. Like the, the, if the Bills, we already know what Josh Allen can do with his arm. If the Bills present a balanced offense towards towards defenses, that bro, that, it wouldn't even be fair. It wouldn't even be fair. This shouldn't be so reliant on Josh Allen. It seems like that's 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 all that always seems to be the case. But overall, the Bills did enough did enough to win. They did enough to win because they got contributions from obviously Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Khalil Shakur, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox. You know what I mean? Like um, Josh Allen has weapons. Josh Allen has weapons, and you know his only problem, and it, it, what it was always been his problem, is turnovers, especially in the second half of the season. Let me talk about the Bill, let me talk about the uh, Dolphins really quick. So. The Dolphins, the Dolphins should hang 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 their head high because I know majority of the people in that in that locker room, the front office, just the Dolphins organization, probably feel like you know what, if we had Tua, we would have probably won this game. Uh, Skylar Thompson, even though his completion percentage was fucking horrible, I thought he played. I thought he played a decent game. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. He, he played a good enough game to where he kept the, he like in the fourth quarter. They had the they had the ball and the chance to win. 
I don't think many people would have expected that or would have even took that money line or whatever the case, or that over under that oh with their third string quarterback they would still have be in striking distance of a win in a playoff game in Orchard Park. I don't think many people would have taken that. So I so I want to give credit to credit to him. You know, he started off really shaky, started off really shaky, but then, you know, as, as the game continued to, you know, uh wane on, he got into the flow and the rhythm of it. You know, he did turn the ball over two times, but threw a touchdown pass, 220. Um, and you know, he was able to spread the ball out, but uh, thanks to the defense giving them, you know, extra possessions, they were able to tie the game up, also take the lead and, you know, stay consistent and stay ahead of schedule because I'm honestly they played they played way better than what what I what I anticipated. Um, it was a good game, nevertheless. It shouldn't have been a good game, um, which is cause for concern if I'm if I'm a Bills fan. If I'm just being honest, because I, I I feel like the Bills and yo know, they're gonna say, oh, it's this is the divisional game and blah blah blah. Like no, a third string quarterback is a third string quarterback, and the Bills have one of the best defenses in the league. I I, I don't know, but then again, at, at the same time, when your quarterback turns the ball over, you're 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 putting your off your defense in a bad position. Kind of what we seen on Saturday with Trevor Lawrence. He put the defense in bad position. Every time the Chargers got the ball, they were deep in our territory. So it's like, even if we do make the stop, they're still getting three points. And in the fact that we don't actually stop them, they're scoring touchdowns and building on the lead. So overall, good game. And that's 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 one of the biggest things that I, I'm a big advocate for is a good game. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, if, if I was this fan or this fan or whatever the case may be, I'd be disappointed. But as a neutralist, I just want to see good games. I just want to be, see good football because at the end of the day, I do love playoff football. But then at the same time, playoff football means and is, and is, and is signalizing that the season is coming to an end. So the next game I want to get into is the, man, <laughs> the, the Vikings. The Vikings lost 31 to 24 to the, the New York. Okay, let me, let me rephrase that. The New York football motherfucking Giants. Shout out to my brother. It's funny too, because my brother yesterday uh, text. It's it's me and my my two younger brothers. We all have a, we have a group chat that we don't really use too often. My brother pointed out the fact that isn't it crazy that all of our teams made the playoffs this year, and, and it's it's very crazy. It, it's probably probably not for Steven because Steven's team is the Eagles, and the Eagles typically the Eagles are probably the best team like you know over the past ten years out of all our teams. But I I like the Jaguars as you can see on the wall. You got Fred Taylor, you got Josh Kobe, you got Mercedes Lewis. My young, my middle brother Emmanuel likes the Giants. He's been a Giants fan since I can remember. He's actually been a Giants fan since they won their first Super Bowl with Eli Manning in two thousand eight. And my youngest brother likes the likes the Eagles. Surprisingly, all, all of these teams made the playoffs, and my team actually got a win. Emmanuel's team actually got a win, which actually doesn't surprise me because I have been harping all year. I've been harping. All year, how fraudulent that I think the Minnesota Vikings are. I, I've been saying it all year. I think this team is so fucking fraudulent. And, and, and the reason why I think this team is fraudulent is sort of why USC was fraudulent. Their defense is fucking horrible. 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 And as I was watching the game early on, I just kind of got the sense that the Giants would pull away because the Vikings defense was just atrocious. They had no answer for anything. They had no answer for anything, like anything at all. But yesterday, yesterday, the Vikings defense made Daniel Jones look like a prime Cam Newton. Daniel Jones was by far the best player on the field yesterday, by far. And that's thanks to the Vikings defense. 
the Vikings, but let, let me let me put things into context because you know obviously, you know Kirk Cousins is gonna get a lot of hay and a lot of whatever the case may be. But I I just checked the box score. Kirk Cousins only. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins only threw what eight incompletions the whole game. Kirk Cousins yesterday was thirty one of thirty nine, two seventy three, and two touchdowns. He played well enough to win. Kirk Cousins played well enough to win. So I, and despite the fact that you know. The, on, on, on with the season on the line on fourth and was it fourth and eight or whatever the case may be he throws a throws to a, a a fucking tight end running a drag doesn't even throw beyond the stakes but besides that besides that that's that's far from the point the Vikings offense only punted three times not one not two only three times they only punted three times in an NFL playoff game they only punted three times in an NFL playoff game they played well enough to win but. You know the defense got the defense got shredded. The defense got shredded. Every every quarterback this year has had their best game against the fucking Vikings because the Vikings defense couldn't cover my mom, I, 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 or, or a fucking Vikings defense probably can't cover cover a, a college team. I I, I don't know. It's, it's it, it was just bad. It was it was very 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 bad, very very bad display from the Vikings, especially considering it they were playing against Daniel Jones and you know. I credit the Vikings offense for being able to stay on schedule because, you know, Justin Jefferson didn't have a big game. Justin Jefferson was doubled. Justin Jefferson had like four catches the first drive and then finished with eight for the whole game. And he did. Justin Jefferson. Oh, my God. Let me tell you you something about Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson only had one catch in the second half and had zero targets the whole fourth quarter. Justin Jefferson, who had 1,800 Receiving yards this season only had one target in the fourth quarter and one catch in the second half. You that's that's just not that's just not a rest. And then when I when I look at that and I think and I think about these things, I just I just don't understand why Kirk Cousins didn't. Kirk Cousins is labeled as one, Kirk Cousins is one of those guys where you know in a lot of people say you know Kirk Cousins doesn't like to doesn't like to throw 50-50 balls. And he only throws to guys that he knows are wide open or are perceived as open. And my thing with that is, man, when you have somebody like Justin Jefferson, man, you got you, you with your season on the line, you have to force feed him the ball. You have to. The Bills game where they won at Orchard Park, where Justin Jefferson goes up on fourth and eight, fourth and eighteen and snags the ball with one fucking hand for a first down. Bro, I, there's a not, not a lot of receivers that can do what he, do, what he does. There's not a lot of receivers. Not a lot. Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Jamar Chase. Probably, that's probably it, honestly. Those are like the top five guys in, 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 I, I feel in the league right now, this season, based on this season, or, or whatever the case may be. So they needed to force feed him the ball. They needed to make adjustments. I, I don't know, flex him, or, or flex him through the offense. Put him in the slot. Put him in the wide. Put him... Like move him around. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know what else. Like I, he has to, bro. You have to, bro. He has to be involved in the game. Like the fact that he, I don't know, man. It, it's really, it's really just. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the Vikings defense was just so fucking suspect and so fucking careless and ca- the Vikings defense. I don't want anyone blaming this game. Uh, Kirk Cousins is who he is, man. Kirk Cousins is who he is. He is always who he's been. Kirk Cousins isn't the reason they lost, man. This defense is terrible. This defense has been terrible all season. They need to address that shit in the offseason. They've been fucking garbage all season. All season. 
all season long, they've been terrible. Let me let me talk about Daniel Daniel Jones real quick. Daniel Jones. Because for such a long time, I've always felt Daniel Jones was fucking terrible. And it's funny because the the um the Giants owner, Joe, uh, I, I don't I don't even know his name, but in the offseason when they fired Joe Judge, he said that we have failed Daniel Jones. We have failed to to get him an accurate uh um a responsible head coach. We have failed to uh, surround him with talent. We have failed to do a lot of things to help him become the quarterback that we think he can become. And this year, he flipped the script on all that. Man, I remember Daniel Jones. I, it was a, like a Monday. It was a primetime game. I'm not sure if it was Monday or Thursday. This dude is running. What? Has, has broken past the barrier of defense and is running straight to the end zone. This dude stu- gets hit with the turf monster, stumbles, falls down. And gets caught and and and, and da- the play gets down. They end up not scoring a touchdown on that drive and end up losing that game. I can't remember if it was I think and I think it was a divisional game, if I'm not mistaken. So I've always thought that Daniel Jones was ass. I've always thought that Daniel Jones was a bust. I've always thought that why was Daniel Jones drafted so high? He was drafted, he was taking six overall out of if I'm not mistaken, he went to Duke. And I was just like, bro, this dude does not look like a composite NFL quarterback. Um, his stats aren't impressive. He turns the ball over way too much. But, I mean, Daniel Jones, now, I, I, like, this is where Brian, I, okay. The only two coaches that should, like, the the um, the coach of the year should come down to Brian Dayball or Doug Peterson, one or two. And both of them will be playing in the, both of them will be playing in the um, divisional round of the playoffs this year. And the argument for Brian Dayball is, he took the Giants, who who their last their last win, their last playoff win, was the Super was Super Bowl forty six against the Patriots. It took them eleven years to win another playoff game. That was their last playoff win. Um, and he's taken them to the division round of the playoffs with what some people say is an inadequate quarterback, and has just elevated everything in the organization. They are, and they have a very good chance of winning the game next next weekend. And the argument for Doug Peterson is he tra- like the Jacksonville Jaguars have been terrible for such a long time. Um, outside of 2017, uh, Doug, uh, the people were calling Trevor Lawrence a bust, whatever the case may be. The, the Jaguars were draft- drafted number one overall last year in the draft, all these different things. So it, it, it boils down to be, uh, either either them. But Brian Dayball deserves his flowers. He deserves a round of applause. He has literally transformed the culture of the New York Giants. And Daniel Jones was amazing yesterday, honestly. And I personally... Like I said, I've never been a fan of him, but you know, and a lot of t- uh, like a lot of people didn't believe in him. The Giants didn't even believe in him. They didn't pick up his. Fit, they, they're not. They didn't pick up his. They decided not to pick up his fifth year option. And um, Daniel Jones yesterday in yesterday's game um, led them in every in led them every way. He threw for over three hundred yards. He rushed for over seventy. He was a Giants leading rusher. He threw two. Touch- he was responsible for two touchdowns. Um, and he just was incredible. The Giants' defense was incredible. Saquon Barkley, even though he only received nine nine carries, he had over 100 scrimmage yards. He was incredible. Um, the Giants played a hell of a game, man. Honestly, I'm not surprised because I, I, I've, I've thought that. But what the Vikings did in the regular season has never been done in, in NFL history, like ever. They won 11 games that, that boiled down to one possession. Teams typically in in like the statistics and the stats and the all that shit shows that most teams typically go 500 in those games. The fact that they were able to win every single one of them, don't expect that from them next year. Um, and also, 
their defense was just so suspect that I, I wasn't able to. I didn't. I didn't believe any. I, I, I no. Okay, now the last game of the of of the Wild Card Week Super Wild Card Sunday was a divisional game with the Ravens and the Bengals, which the Bengals won. They prevailed twenty four to fourteen, twenty four to seventeen. And let me let me start off. I, I want to talk more about the Ravens than the Cincinnati Bengals because the Baltimore Ravens thoroughly outplayed the Bengals. Thoroughly outplayed the Bengals. They outgained the Bengals 30, 364 to two hundred thirty four. That's over one hundred thirty more yards. They outpassed them, 209 to 183, outrushed them by 100 fucking yards, 155 to 51. That's 104 yards. They, the Baltimore's defense was, they, they, Kyle Allen, Kyle, Kyle Hamilton came, came up and smacked the fuck out of the tight end, causing a turnover. But, 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 the miscues from Tyler Huntley cost them just tremendously, man. Just... You can't, you can't, Tyler Hurley threw an early interception. You know, I know he was sh- a little shaky in the beginning, but the fumble at the goal line, man, that's just unacceptable. That is just unacceptable. Like, you can't turn the ball over in the playoffs. You especially can't turn the ball over in the red zone. And you especially can't turn the ball over at the, the one-yard line, my nigga. What the fuck? Bro, What? No, that's not it. That is not it. That is not it whatsoever. And as I, as I as I sit here and think about it, I'm like, man, that that game, that play right there, literally cost them the game. You're at the one yard line. First of all, Tyler, you are six two, not six six. I don't know what exactly you were trying to do, but your teammates weren't on the same page because you tried to leap over the leap over the defense and extend the ball, but fumbled. You wait. First of all, he wasn't even close. Like my nigga, you are not Trevor Lawrence, you are not Justin Herbert, you are not Josh Allen, you are not fucking six four, six five, six six. Like come on, bro. And then Sam Herbert takes that ball and runs it back in the opposite direction for a touchdown. That's a that's a four. That's a fourteen point swing. You're gonna go up. You're about to go up seven, and now you're down down seven. But let me say this about the Cincinnati Bengals. I was not impressed at all. I wasn't impressed by the Bengals or the Bills, not at all. Um, you would think that in a game where you not you don't have to play against Lamar Jackson that, um. The I, I don't know they would take more advantage or they would they, I, I I don't know but I, I wasn't impressed like I said the passing offense only had 183 yards the rushing offense they they only were able to muster up 234 yards of offense that's terrible what that's not good and on top of that they keep sustaining injuries on the offensive line yesterday Jonah Williams get hurt that add that up that's Alex Kappa. Lyle Collins and, and Jonah Williams. That's gonna affect. That's gonna affect the the Bengals' offense being able the way they're being gonna be able to execute moving forward and just for the rest of the season, honestly. And uh, I don't know. I just wasn't really impressed. Like, hopefully they can bounce back. But you know, we all know what the what the not what 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 is uh been an Achilles heel of the Bengals since Joe Burrow came into the league, the offensive line, and they've just sustained more than three sixty percent of their offensive line is injured now. And now they're playing with a makeshift line. But uh, 
the conclusion of wild card, Super Wildcard Weekend is to later today, Monday Night Football. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will play the Dallas Cowboys. Um, with that being said, that wraps up episode 114 of Pull Up the Tape. My name is Michael DeLue. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for everybody that continues to support me, continues to, you know, tap in and, and, and show love and support and like my videos. I promise you, I promise I have so much more coming for Pull Up the Tape. I'm really going to take this brand and this channel to the next level. Um, long live my brother. Long live Kobe. Long live Gigi. Long live Pop Smoke. Long live Takeoff. Mama! Long live Nip. Um, long live Mac Miller. Free Chef G. Free Pooh Shiesty. Free YSL. Uh, with that being said, I'm out this bitch. Y'all stay blessed, all right? Continue to tap in.